Hey, welcome everybody to the podcast, Jesus Smart, the podcast. This is Brian Del Turco. Welcome to episode 178. And you can visit the show notes page for this episode at jesussmart.com, page one image. Welcome to Holy Week. I'm recording this in the middle of Holy Week and whatever time of the year you listen to this, these times of year are important to uh, you know, break up the cadence and the normal routine and maybe spend some extra time in seeking the Lord. Of course, one can do this at any time. You can make your own holiday or holy day, as it really means, at any time during a 365-day sequence. But you know, the Israelites, they had seven feasts during the year. The men of Israel were commanded to go to Jerusalem on three of the major feasts. One of those was Passover, which happens concurrently with the Christian calendar of Easter or Resurrection Sunday. And so it's it's just important to, I try to do this, I always feel a stirring of the waters, it seems, around Resurrection Sunday, around Christmas, other times as well. Frankly, the 4th of July in America, I feel that really, really, really different. But at any rate, we need these windows, these seasons. And so I'm hoping that this can be that for you if you're listening to this during Holy Week. If not, understand that you can have a holy day or a holy week anytime you want to. Just important to mix up the cadence and the rhythm of our lives and maybe spend a little bit of extra time seeking the Lord, reflecting, praying in the Word with others in the kingdom. I'd like to encourage you to catch an episode called No One Elevates Women Like King Jesus. It's a recast episode with Mary DeMuth, a prolific author and advocate for women in the kingdom, in the church, just women in general, really. Tremendous episode, episode 177. It's a recast episode from earlier in the archive. And go way back to episode 67, The resurrection life of Jesus Christ is already available. It's already available. It would be a great episode to listen to during Holy Week and as you anticipate Resurrection Sunday. That's episode 67. I recently heard a talk by Tim Mackey, one of the co-creators of the Bible Project. You're probably familiar with that. Very popular on YouTube. Excellent videos that they produce, animated even more excellent theology and scriptural foundation undergirding these videos. And I'm drawing on some thoughts from him in this first part of this page one series. What do I, what do I mean by page one? Well, I'm talking about page one of the Bible. I'm really talking about Genesis 1, 2, and 3. I know that would be several pages, but you understand what I mean. Page one living. And this is a short series, the page one series. Genesis 1... 26 to 28. Listen to this. Then God said, let us, notice that it's plural, make mankind in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock and over all the earth and over every crawling thing that crawls on the earth. So, God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Very interesting. He created him. 
male and female, he created them and God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, five words here, multiply, three, fill the earth, subdue it and rule over the animal kingdom and over every living thing that moves on the earth. The principle here extends beyond the animal kingdom, really, to all of God's creation to rule, to develop it, to cultivate it, to guard it. Well, God shows up earlier in the chapter. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and we don't know how far back that was. We know from pretty solid earth science that the earth is approximately 4.6 billion years old itself, the earth. But at any rate, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then verse 2 says, the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Holy Spirit was hovering. It's very interesting Hebrew words here. Formless and void is sort of a rhyming phrase, tohu va bohu. Uh, It means a wasteland, sterile, lifeless, no order, a wasteland. Chaos would be a good word. And it says the Holy Spirit was hovering. The word hovering there in the Hebrew is a really a reproductive word, almost uh, like a, um, a bird would hover over its nest and reproduce and hatch and bring forth new life. The Holy Spirit was animating around the earth, waiting, waiting for what? The executive word of the Father. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And that was day one of a six-day creative process. By the way, the luminaries that we normally associate with light, the sun and the moon, were not created until the fourth day. So what is this light on the first day? I believe God was turning himself on over this dark earth, that it's the Shekinah glory of God, the light of God over the earth. He lights it up. He turns the lights on to begin a creative or even a recreative process. Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. You know, even in our own lives, my friend, It's as if there's a six-day process. You may be on day two of some process the Lord's bringing you through and bringing order and definition and creativity. You may be on day four. It may not be complete yet. Understand that there are phases and layers to how God brings forth new things in our lives. God was priming the scene. He turns his glory on, he extends his glory over this scene, and he primes the scene and begins to bring order and life and beauty out of chaos. And we too, even as those who are created in God's image, and we'll talk about what that means, one aspect of what that means, we prime scenes as well as being created in God's image. We can walk into a setting or into a scene and begin to release creativity and bring order and design under God. What does it mean to make mankind in our image? Notice it's plural. It's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our image. The community of the Godhead 
creates humanity in its image. And the first thing that it says is, let them rule. Now, you may have heard a classical definition of the Imago Dei, and I'm all with that. You know, the moral sense, the ability to reason, human consciousness. These are all reflections of the Imago Dei, part of what that is, what it means to be created in God's image. You know, we're above the animal kingdom. We make decisions. We can create. That's a reflection of God's image. Really, when we look right at verse 26, let us make mankind in our image according to our likeness and let them rule. So to rule over things under God is a first mention or really an elementary core aspect of what it means to be created in God's image. Do you see that there? Let them rule. And again, it starts with ruling over the animal kingdom, but this dynamic is not limited to the animal kingdom. It's all of creation. Mankind was to cultivate the garden and to release its latent potential and through their descendants to extend the special sense of this touchdown place on the earth, this emergence of earth and heaven in the Garden of Eden to extend it across the globe. Tim Mackey says, what does God do with this authority? Well, he begins by speaking forth light and he begins to architect and to create and to bring forth design. And there's some sense in which he assigns some sort of that mission to us as well. We rule under God's sovereignty. It's fascinating that it says, let us make mankind in our image, let them rule And then verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. We know that Adam was created first. Then it says male and female, he created them. It goes from him to them. And we know that the woman was taken out of the side of Adam and fashioned into a female. And so God creates man and then woman out of man, and together the community of that relationship reflecting the community of the Godhead reflects the image of God. We image forth God in the world, and so we know about the primacy of marriage and man and woman. In principle, it's the community of the church as well. It's the community of friends together. We together can release more of the image of God and his capacities in the world than we can by ourselves. It's not good for woman or for man to be alone. So it's one humanity made of two genders. It's a oneness and yet a plurality, just as God is a oneness and yet a plurality, as in the Godhead. Humans reflect the image of God and exercise this capacity to rule and to create. Just think of humans. They go into any new space and they will remake it. There's a sense in which they will draw forth its potential and identity and bring order out of chaos. So if you could put a whiteboard in your prefrontal cortex, okay, of your of your mind and at the top of the of the board, think of God's sovereign rule and authority, just that phrase. God's sovereign rule and authority. And then think of an arrow coming down to terra firma, the earth, 
and humans on the earth, God's sovereign rule and authority is expressed through the capacity of dominionizing to exercise dominion via this humanity. I really love referring to this as vice regents. A vice regent is somebody who exercises kingly authority on behalf of another. A vice regent is not the king. We are not sovereign, but we have been vest we have been vested with a an assignment and a calling to exercise dominion under God's sovereignty. In Psalm 115 verse 16, it says the heavens are the Lord's but the earth he has given to humanity, or it could better be translated, that Hebrew word, has assigned to humanity. I love how Tim Mackey correlates this passage in Genesis 1 with Psalm 33. Look at verse 5. It says that God loves righteousness and justice, and the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. And by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their lights. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He puts the depths in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood firm. You see, the earth is full of his unfailing covenant love and his goodness. And really, this is a reflection of God priming the earth in Genesis 1 when he begins to bring order out of chaos. And he says, it is good each day. It is good. It is good. The earth is full. The earth is full. The earth around you is full of potential. It's waiting for you to release its potential. It's waiting for you to come more clearly into your identity in Jesus Christ and to rule and to reign in life. Romans 5.17 says that we reign in life. We develop into that positioning, that functionality. We are that, but we develop into the ability to render it. I mean, it can start with our home. Look in your room. What needs dominionized? What needs fixed? What needs beautified? It could be your yard. It could be some project you're working on. Start real close to you and begin to bring order out of chaos. Begin to release beauty. Begin to release the latent potential. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. You know, I hear secular, secularists talk about this phrase, moving the human project forward. Of course, this comes from a baseline evolutionary Darwinistic worldview, a materialistic worldview. Many times we're stardust, we're moving the project forward. Really, to me, not on a very inspiring basis of, um, of foundational principle, to be honest with you. But think about us. The new heavens and the new earth are on the way. And already we, as being born again in Christ, are beginning to sample and to experience the new heavens and the new earth, Hebrews 6, 5, tasting the powers of the age which are to come, a new humanity inaugurated by Jesus. You are part of that new humanity in Christ inaugurated. Yes, there was a rupture Moving from page one into page two and three, we know the fall of humanity, uh, especially seen in Genesis chapter three, 
we know that there was a, an incredible disruption, but right away in verse 15 of chapter 3, we have the Proto-Evangelium, or the first mention of the gospel of the kingdom. God already has a redemptive cycle in mind, a plan to restore, and that is realized in Jesus Christ. The sons and the daughters of God in Christ, and as they come into more of their freedom in Christ, and as they come in, as they are more progressively conformed to the nature of Christ. I love Colossians 3.10, which says that we put on the new nature, and it is renewed according to the image of the one who created us. So the image of God in us rises, it's sparked to a higher level when we are born again, and that yet begins still a further process of maturation and development where we continue to put on that new nature, and it's renewed according to the image of the one who created him. Do you see that there? And as we do that, we're better able to be conducive, conducive to how God partners with us in the earth. I love the thought that prayer needs to be on the front end of things, walking with Jesus as our coach, as our redeemer, as our mentor, as our developer, the author and the originator of our faith, walking with him in the cool of the day as we see at the outset of humanity, that conversational relationship, that really needs to be on the front end of everything. We're just planting seeds right now in this first installment of this short series, page one. Master where we are at. Prime yourself for what's coming. Always be moving in Jesus on the various edges and horizons of your life towards more accurate design, order, beauty, authority. We all need a telos or teleos, the Greek word, ultimate objective or aim. I like the word horizon. Telos is a Greek word which means complete. Teleos is a, comes from the root telos, meaning result. We are complete in Christ. The in Christ phrase, prepositional phrase, replete throughout the New Testament, walk with Jesus in the cool of the day, priming yourself, priming your scene, priming your setting for what's coming, speaking life over it, speaking light into it, speaking the design of God into it, and being conducive. And by the way, in the Hebraic mindset, the cool of the day, the evening, was the first part of the day. So we get on the front end of things with getting cool with Christ, if you know what I mean. And that blesses and draws the rest of the day, evening to evening, is really the Hebraic day. It draws into a special sense of blessing and, 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 and uh, provision and sanctification being set apart. Did you ever have a day where, man, that day just you know, wow, that was great. I just felt like I was firing. I, and, and, and with me, typically that's sourced in some clear, firm connection that I had at the outset of the day with the Lord. And that's what enables that. I don't get away with that. I sometimes, I don't know. I don't want to get away with it. I don't, Lord, never take that away from me and just continue to let me know that apart from you, I can do nothing but in you, I can do all things. And when I have that clear connection, that coolness, 
at the outset of the day on the front end of things, everything works better. Everything goes to a higher level. So if something seems chaotic right now, be encouraged because in Christ, you're going to take it to creativity. You're going to move from chaos to creativity with coolness. A lot of C words here. C, 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 C plus C plus C plus C plus C equals C. I don't know. But with Christ in the cool of the day, moving from chaos to creativity, and I'm going to add another word, consecration. You're going to consecrate your whole deal, your life project, the projects you're working on, your job, your career, your business, your education, your home setting, wherever you live, your transportation, your friendships, the initiatives, the causes that you're associated with. You are going to consecrate it, set it apart from the, it's going to go to a higher level above the din of this world, above the natural plane, the capacities and abilities of the Son of God coming through you via the Holy Spirit. Well, we'll talk more about this. I appreciate you. I would love any comments or thoughts you have on whatever app you're listening to. If you want to email me directly, let me just verbally give you a generic email you could just use right now, and I need to up my communications game, but truenorthquest at gmail.com, truenorthquest at gmail.com. Or you can go to jesusmart.com and go to the contact page and leave a message in that way as well. The show notes page for this episode is jesusmart.com slash page one image. And we're going to be on this short series of page one living. It's Christ that links us back, that loops us back and takes it to a post-ascension status, a post-session status. Christ is now seated as king as cosmic Christ over all things. I was just reading in Colossians today. I love it. The cosmic Christ seen in the New Testament book of Colossians. And so I don't know, something I'm finding out is that if you listen to something twice, you really glean a lot more from it. And so if you have the time, and of course you can listen to podcasts while you drive or walk or do chores or shop or do a host of other things, you're not tied to a screen. If you listen to this a second time, you'll glean more from it. And I know that these biblical concepts in this episode are really seed-like and seminal, but that's the beauty of it. They're foundational. And downstream from that, it can have real pragmatic, real-world effects in your walk, in your calling, in your life. And would you consider sharing this with someone? If you share this with others and maybe hey, see what you think about what he's talking about or think about this take on what the image of God is. It means to to rule. Can we really begin to rule now before Jesus comes? Share it with others. Talk with them a little bit about it. They may just really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you. Jesus is brilliant. I don't know that we know what we're connected with. We're we're, we're trying to catch up. We're trying to learn the potential, the horizons, the uh, this ability to authentically really help move the human project forward, the new heavens and the new earth, beginning now to live in that. Catch you next time for part two in this series, page one.